Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today's guest is someone I've had the honor of calling one of my dearest friends for a few years now. She's a real true shining light in the music scene. She's a selector and her sets would not have been out of place in the early Detroit days where House and Detroit Techno were cultivated the origins, the soul. And you'll know her from her impeccable sets and her really fun and educational Foundation FM shows, sets at Love International, Dimensions, Panorama Bar, her sick boiler room from earlier this year. She's actually done two boiler rooms, um, both stunning. She's a powerhouse. She is a delight. She's Helena Starr. Hello. Someone put that in writing. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right. I need that written down. <laughs> I'll print it out for you. How about that? Stick it on the wall. Thank you so much. And oh. thank you for having me here. It's, it's a pleasure. We've been friends for literally like like seven or eight years we met in like 2015 or something yeah it was in Leeds wasn't it, it was you you were judging a DJ competition <laughs> the the like celebrity guest was Helena Starr 19 year old me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah you would have been I can't remember yeah 19 1920 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was for a friend of mine who was running I think he was at Leeds yeah and he was doing a course that um part of the course he had to put on an event and put on a night and he was like I know who do I know who's in like music as a DJ me <laughs> so. but I, I was like because I remember they like announced it on, on Facebook and they asked celebrity guests <laughs> they didn't say, it basically was like celebrity guests you know like in Love Island when like this, a celebrity will like come down it was like that I was like oh my god Helena Stars she's played in Mallorca she's got a radio show don't even <laughs> I was obsessed and then we actually I was a bit nervous to meet you Really? Because yeah, I was like, "That's hilarious." And he really bigged me up. <laughs> he really did. And um, we bonded over. I think Christy's Christy, my friend, was playing yeah. a lot of bass. Bassy. Oh, it was fantastic, and she won. Yeah, Pixie. Yeah. <laughs> Big up Pixie. Big up Pixie for winning that competition. Oh, <sighs> good times, good times, and yeah. look where we are now. Yeah, I love that though that we met all those years ago. Mm. Both having similar interests and wanting to go in a similar direction, but not knowing. But we really bonded that night, like yeah, we without did. really. We, 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 I think we spoke for like twenty seconds or something, and we we're like, "Let's get a photo." <laughs> we need to find that. Yes, we need to find that. Bring that up now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's I'm. It's really special to like talk to you in like a professional, semi-professional mm. interview, podcasty kind of vibe because like I feel like. 
there's so much we can delve into, so much history and so much like shared experience. Yeah. Because you've kind of been like my sort of rock in terms of like DJ pal. Because we've kind of been doing it like a similar time and like mm. moved to London similar time and like I don't know. But we've kind of gone off in different directions. But we've stayed friends. We've still stayed friends. I completely agree <laughs> though. Like like I said, like we we knew each other from so long ago mm. and it was just, there was just a spark. We like to say, don't we, though, that we're kind of like long lost cousins or like mm. we're related in some sense. Cause like twins, but not. Twins, but not. But like there's so many parallels with <laughs> our personalities and like who we are. And then, like you said, I think we just have a lot of shared experiences, I think, from how we grew up, mm. um, where we want to go and what we want to do and just who we are, basically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot There's to a lot. go through. I mean, I think the f- the first difference actually right now is you are with child. <laughs> yes. And yes. I am not. <laughs> that we're aware of. <laughs> <laughs> Immaculate conception. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But yes, I am with child. Yeah. There is a there's a baby in my in my tummy. So this is like again, because I've known you for all these years without child. And now I remember when you told me, in fact, okay, so me and Helena, we like to have we're ladies who lunch. We like we to are. have a nice lunch. Mm-hmm. We met but earlier this year, uh, in East London, lovely little sushi place. Gorgeous, that, you know, yeah. we like our food. And I remember I sat down. I saw it. Saw him late. I was like, sat down. Oh my god, how are you? How are you? And you're like, just so you know, I'm not eating shellfish. <laughs> and I looked at you like, my, I was like, oh my god, you poor thing. Is it an allergy? Like. This is terrible. She can't have this great sashimi. You're like, you can't have, you're allergic. Oh no. And you're really distressed by the fact that yeah. I was allergic yes. to shellfish it's as well. upsetting. I feel emotional about it now. But then you were like, no, it's not an allergy. Then I was like, oh. <laughs> and then you're like, you know, when you can't eat shellfish, you're... What does that mean? I was like, don't I? What does it mean? Like, you're pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I know. What a surprise, I huh? I know. Surprise for all of us. <laughs> but so delighted for you. And Thank like, you. obviously, I don't want to just talk about the fact that you're pregnant here. But I think it's like you have been very open about it once you like you did your big reveal, didn't you? I did. How did you reveal, Tevram? I was DJing at Gala Festival early this year and I thought... <sighs> This might be the closest I can ever get to being Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So I was like, this is my... Uh... No, Rihanna did the Super Bowl, didn't she? I can't remember which one they did. But, you know, I was like, why not reveal it here when I'm DJing? Like, I'm at a point now where I actually can't hide it anymore <laughs> as well. So I thought I would share it with everyone mm. doing something that I love. And I was really, really grateful at the response. I was surprised. To yeah. yeah. You've had a lot of love and... and- like for me, who's one day, I think I might be ready to have a baby. One day, not not anytime soon. Whatever. But like just seeing you do it and like obviously I know there's a lot that we don't see that must be really hard and you mm. must be really tired and <laughs> whatever. But like I just think it's so amazing and important to see like women who are doing things like DJing. Yeah. Actually doing, just continuing to do this at amazing high levels and mm. we're still doing it to the best, you know, in the best possible way and to the best quality doing your job but you're pregnant yeah and, and you can show that that's possible to do that and it's normal you yeah. know I, I I really hope that and I guess you never think about what kind of impact you're going to have when you go through this stage and mm. process you know but uh, I w- I've been fortunate enough I have to always kind of prerequisite with that like I've been 
fortunate enough that I'm still able to DJ whilst pregnant because, mm. you know, all pregnancies look so different. Like some people are super ill, you know, especially in those first 12 weeks. People can be so sick that they can't do anything, mm. you know. Um, but I was in a position where I was able to and I could continue working, even though it was very difficult. Now I look back on it. Um, I was actually thinking about this today before I came here. I was like, do you know what? I had to actually big myself up a little bit because yeah. I, no one knew I was pregnant. And I was doing really long late night sets. Like I was in Berlin playing at like 4am. Mm. I was doing, I didn't all night, I did two all night longs, you know. Like oh my God. In the first 12 weeks of my pregnancy where you really should be resting most of the time. Um, but I was still able to continue with that. And I'm, I'm just really grateful that I was. But yeah, women have, well, a lot of women have babies, you know, and <laughs> a lot of women News have flash. babies. Newsflash. But we do. Yeah. And I think there's been a lot of like shame put onto women mm. or this idea that, and I said this in a previous interview that you kind of, you are a mother, so you go and be a mother. Like, why can't we do it all? <laughs> you know, yeah. and obviously there are restrictions. Again, I always, I, I want to make sure that I'm being respectful and honest because this was a decision that I made mm. based on a lot of factors like I am in a stable relationship we live together you know we are going to be able to afford this baby mm. and I want to make sure that's known as well like I'm not just like yeah women can do it all because it's not the case like a lot of people don't have the support mm. um, and I think that's why maybe just by by showing myself being pregnant, I hope that there will be change in how women are supported through this period. And uh, maybe it's a bit of a reflection on women who freelance, you know, because we don't get paternity leave. Yeah. You know, that's a whole other thing. So I'm waffling now. But, no, that's yeah. that's true. I mean, like when you, you know, found out you were pregnant. Yeah. What what were your initial thoughts like regarding your career? Yeah, well, that was, to be honest, my main fears and concerns came around that because mm. I was at a point where I was like, this year is going to be like a huge year for me, you know, and like, I'm going to do all this and this. And I had lots of plans and I'm someone, I think like most people in our industry, I don't know, you're the same. I love a plan. I, oh, like, God, yeah. I love to forward plan. I had an idea of how my next five years were going to go. And this wasn't in my plan until I was like, I'm going to be about 35 when I have a baby, you mm. know, like I'd planned that in. And it came at a time which wasn't exactly uh, in my in my plan. So yeah, because you're 26. I'm 26. Yes, yeah, so I'm a lot nine years early. <laughs> it's nine years early. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I know exactly. And I'm I'm a lot younger than uh, quite a few women who are having kids now because mm. we have the choice and opportunity to to continue in our careers and and you know I think I think 35 is a great age as well. But mm. I think there's also a lot of positives in my age too. Yeah. Uh, also, you can't plan. Some things you just can't plan. Some things you can't plan. And that was what I had to get over in my head. Yeah. I was like, here I am. I am pregnant. You know, like if I were to plan, uh, maybe I would have waited until I was in my 30s. But I am pregnant and I'm with someone who I really love. And like, what more do you need for you need some other bits, but you know what I mean? Like mm. those, those are kind of the main factors. And, and career wise, yeah, my main fears were, will I be able to continue? Mm. What will people think? That was a really big fear really? of mine. I was so concerned about people finding out I was pregnant and then deciding they didn't want to book me anymore or like they didn't want 
me around. It was such a it's such a it's such a vulnerable time, I think, being pregnant. And it's such a it can be quite isolating. So, yeah, I was really worried that it, it would change everything, like everything would change and it, it wouldn't be in my control, you know. But I have to say, everyone has been so nice. Yeah. And like I said, the response when I posted um, at gala and, and announced was overwhelming. Like I was really not expecting it at all. Um, and I have to say, promoters have been really nice. My team's been amazing. Yeah, great. Like it's it's been a very heartwarming experience in that capacity. And um, you don't have to stop if you have the means to. Like I, I'm not stopping. I'm in a very flexible job. Yeah, <laughs> you actually are. Like, I'm you can actually, be at home in the week. I'm at home. Day. I am at home in yeah. the week. That's like how I've been living my life. Yeah, you know, it's, great, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> you know, I'm at home at the week, so mm. I essentially work from home, and then on the weekends I'll be playing or whatever. And I've got a partner, and I've got uh, like both of our parents are really supportive mm. as well. So we, when I do go back to shows after I give birth I have that support and I can still continue um I still feel like I mean I I grew up with a single parent and my mum was absolutely incredible and she kind of disproves or not disproves but she shows that you can kind of have a career and have a child like I do believe in that as well I'm just all about having you know good good parents (laughs) parents <laughs> yeah also we, Parent. ha- we have to big up hermione don't big we up. we have to she came up. to fabric last year she did she loves us it. all she <laughs> loves it <laughs> hermione great. hermione would be at every show if she could oh god <laughs> she love would. her <laughs> god love you know, her. when you do good birth she'll be there a little with the little little darling with the ear defenders on oh my god yeah outside of stage she's like you want me to come to yeah. play to a show and look after my grandchild <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Oh, I love that. I mean, that's it's so like lovely that you have this support, and yeah. as you say, you're able to still dedicate yourself to your career. Like, mm. obviously, I think you're you're going to be popping soon, so yeah. <laughs> um, I'm guessing you're like winding down a bit now, and I think you're not doing any more club shows now, are you? No doing more just festivals. Yeah, no yeah. more club shows because it's a bit smoky in there. Was it? Is it scary? Was it scary? Like going because you played P bar. I played P bar. Pregnant. Yes, I did. That's not a place you want to take a... It's not really somewhere for pregnant people, <laughs> you know? Um, but the main thing was the smoke for me. Like, yeah. it, I think they've actually stopped that now in Berlin. I don't actually think you're allowed to smoke in clubs oh, really? anymore, which is great. And uh, why was it not before I went yeah. there? Um, but that was my main concern was being in a very, very smoky space whilst pregnant. But I only went for the two hours of my set. Mm. So I went in, I did the Friday night. Um, and yeah, I played, I I napped twice that day (laughs) and, uh, yeah, I played Panorama Bar, which was a real, a real amazing experience and something that's been on my like bucket list as it is, I think for like a lot of DJs, you know, for, for a long time. And it felt really special to be able to do that whilst pregnant as well. Like, I feel like I, I actually wrote this down a few few weeks ago I've been trying to journal I'm pretty rubbish but Mm. I've hit so many like milestones and achievements this year whilst being pregnant and it just I I feel like I'm getting in my spiritual bag yes (laughs) good I really am but I just think it's all connected and I just feel like this baby has spurred me on to do these things and has been like supporting me through it as well 
I know. That's so, oh, that's so <laughs> lovely. That is wholesome. It's very wholesome. Oh my gosh. And also kicking me when he listens to the music. Oh so my God. I keep on saying he's going to come up two stepping or he's going to tell me to shut up. <laughs> One of the two. Exactly. So your baby's been to P Bar before I have. My baby's been to P Bar before. Your, your baby's like pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Dude. Dude. <laughs> it's pretty cool nursery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like surely he's gonna be a musical something i think so i feel like there's no choice he has one he has no choice <laughs> and two i think that i do really feel like when i play music he is more active mm. and i just feel like when you play music to your bump or to your baby it's it, it does nothing but respond in a good way. Like, I, I think it's so positive. And apparently, actually, Tisha told me this. Okay, go on. <laughs> Tisha told me if you play um, classical music to your bump, they can be born with perfect pitch. So I'm up against the, <laughs> I'm up against the speaker. Better try, 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 what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was going to try and say it, but I can't say it. Try. I'm going to say Vivaldi. Okay. Okay. I mean, Bach. Bach. Do you know what I mean? Beethoven. Yeah. Beethoven. Yeah. Beethoven's ninth. That's a good one. Exactly. My favourite. But Debussy. <laughs> what? Debussy. Debussy. Claude Debussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so I'm. I'm like. I'm thinking Love we could that. have a genius in here. Diving yeah. into the classical archives. Yeah. Why not? Why the hell not? Okay. I don't just want to talk about. Uh, you being pregnant mm -hmm. but I want to ask one more thing okay is like are there other women who you were able to reach out to during this time who have been through having a baby while DJing or in music or you know yeah well I think another um, aspect of me like continuing on this journey and feeling confident in this journey is being able to see other people who are doing it like with all of us you know in 100%. anything that we do seeing someone doing it is such an incredible way to kind of... You can't force, be what you can't see. You can't be what you can't see. Do you know what I mean? And mm. it inspires a lot of people. And I have definitely been inspired by the likes of Jam Supernova. Oh, and I come. You know what I mean? I mean, when when she puts up videos of oh. her and Forrest and she's like in a little sling or, or Forrest is At Glastonbury the, and Forrest oh, is on her shoulders. Oh, come on. Obsessed. I'm, I'm like... Little mix with Forrest. Exactly. You know? so I'm a little <laughs> B2B... But I, but I saw that like what she the baby was born a couple of years ago now yeah. and just seeing that and you go that's amazing yeah oh yeah actually women do have babies and like it, they are a big part of your life and I think that's what I hope to do with this child and I think what Jams has done is like shown that um, we can be mothers and we can be creatives and. We don't have to separate it and we shouldn't have to mm. like hide it almost, you know, like I think there's this idea that when, you know, I, I, I get it. I really do because we now have the choice to be able to go, I don't want to have children just yet. I want to pursue my career. Yeah. I think the idea of like having a baby or in businesses, it's like, oh gosh, she's had a baby now. So we're not going to see her ever again. Do you know what I mean, like with men basically mm. that that's mm. the kind of image so to put them side by side didn't like fit people were like how can you do both i don't yeah the it. drop off weight it still is really high the drop yeah. off rate for like women who've had babies a lot of them don't come back to work and i get that, that too yeah of, of course yeah because also it's it's a full-time job like 100 being a mother it's life-changing <laughs> there's nothing yeah in the world that is more life-changing I don't think well mm. like physically you know like 
It's a crazy, crazy concept. That's also another thing, sorry. Go on. <laughs> it's mental <laughs> that we are doing this with our bodies. You are literally, Helena, yeah. growing yeah. a human being inside you, like feeding it, your energy that you give it, the sleep you get, the nutrients. Like, like what? How? Like you're, you're, there's like a soul. I know. With a consciousness. There's a being inside of you. Yeah. And Frankie, my manager at uh, Foundation, she was like, You're growing a spinal cord right now. And I was like, You're so right. There's a spinal cord growing. But like, I know this is like science, but I I also like actually seeing it happen to like a good friend and trying to actually like understand. (laughs) And then we were all like once like that. I know. Is it not? altered the way you just think about like life itself yeah 100 (laughs) percent, definitely and mothers and women and people who give birth like Mm. it's it's incredible that we do this and we deserve the most respect (laughs) we i was i keep on saying like why don't why don't we get paid to do this literally (laughs) you know it's it's such an incredible thing and that um you know we can go deep into it on like societal views on on women and, Mm. and mothers and just how it's just seen as like, oh yeah, it's just something you do, you know? No, or like, it's not. oh, and then she had a baby, and if it's yeah. like, a, like a like a negative thing, like a like something to be shamed of. Like we all we all were born, mm. you know. <laughs> Newsflash: <laughs> We were all born. We were all born, but I think that's forgotten yeah. that like without birth givers, life would not happen. Mm. You know, Mm. it's it's an amazing, amazing thing, but it's also very raw and it's quite I I, I listened to a woman the other day talking about it and she's like, pregnancy isn't beautiful. Mm. Like it's it is, but it also has real raw and messy moments and it can be quite, you know, it's it's a lot. It's chaos. You know, it's your body is going through such immense change. And when you give birth, that is that is not a pretty, you know, TV ooh, push babies out. That's not how it goes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I just feel like there just needs to be more truth around it. And I think we should get taught about it in school more. Yeah. You know? The reality. The reality of what it I mean, do we get taught about it in school? Maybe slight maybe a little bit. I mean, the stuff we get taught at school is very questionable. I know. And how much they actually tell us and Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting as well. Is like in terms of like women having babies, like in our industry, so in, yeah. that's in dance music, DJs, like it's interesting seeing kind of the women who are like a few generations older than us. A yes. lot of them don't, to my knowledge, have had babies. Yeah, have like, had babies. Have had babies. And they, like, yeah, they didn't talk about like too much. Like DJ Paulette or Heidi or oh, Nina right. Kravitz, like a lot of the women who are older. Yeah. I think I've spoken to a few of them and they're like, I didn't feel like I could have a baby. I had to put mm. my career first. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple who did. And I remember when Annie Mack had a baby mm. and then had a big hiatus on Radio 1, which, you know, for radio fans was like huge. Yeah. And then we have people you've mentioned, um, Jam Supernova. That have, it's like, I feel like now maybe, I feel like back then maybe it was different for yeah. women because there were a lot less. It was. And it seems like there was a lot to kind of, prove and it was a hundred percent a different time but I feel very fortunate now that we yeah have this kind of network and actually can look around and be like oh okay maybe I could do both exactly and I think we have more support and that's what I I did a little brief interview and there was some women on there who had kids like 20 30 years ago and they were just saying the lack of support that they felt from the music industry and from the men who were kind of running it 
made them stop. Like they they couldn't do both, you mm. know, like it was, it, they didn't have that kind of, they didn't have platforms like we do to be able to be like sharing our experiences or, yeah. and I do think we are in a different time. We are, we are in the age of change. Yes. I like to think and the age of being like, hey, actually that's not all right. And mm. people listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whereas before I've been like, F off. All right. Yeah. Like, no. You if you can't do it, can't do it. I'll find someone else to do it for you, you know? So I completely understand why women didn't want to have children or didn't feel like they could have children. Yes. But it wasn't even that long ago. Like No, it wasn't. It's mad. But either way, God love you. <laughs> God and love it's, you. Like it really is incredible to see and like thank you it's so important and thank you for sharing like your journey oh with us all thank you, you know? well online I mean, and offline I'm just, it's, it's a funny one I'm still on it you mm. know and I still yeah. I don't have all the answers as well I think it's like I'm still pregnant so once I give birth it's gonna be a whole other conversation oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. I feel ready for it and I'm really I'm just so grateful that I do what I do really and I am pregnant because like I get to be at home in the week and I'm exhausted and women go to work and do nine to fives mm -hmm. until they're eight months pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that is wild. Yeah. Big up all the mums out there. Big seriously. up all the mums women inside. Incredible. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, let's move on. Because actually, I remember when I mentioned your boiler room that you did this year. Mm. Earlier, when was it? Like March or like? I did it in March and I March. think it got released in May. Yes. Yeah. I remember as well, classic me, I didn't know you were pregnant at the time. And I was like, are you drinking, babe? Do you want a beer? You're like, oh, I'm not drinking. I was like, oh God, she's so focused. She's not even having a single drop of alcohol. Yeah, I'm just off the alcohol at the moment. <laughs> you know, just having a cleanse. Helps me focus, you know. <laughs> but you're pregnant. You did a boiler room when you were pregnant. I did, That's yeah. Amazing. It's as stressful as they are, you know, yeah. like without the pregnancy. They're, they're, they're I, a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. It was great though. It was, oh my God. I loved it. The energy in that room. It was so much fun. Everyone was just fully in. Exactly. And we did one last year in Edinburgh, mm. which was fun, but it was different. Completely it, different. It's at a festival. So mm. it's a different energy, different crowd, different place. But to be able to do it like in your hometown, mm. surrounded by loads of loved ones, which was so special. 
Um, and it was really fun. I was so happy with it, but I was yeah. so exhausted. Oh I was so tired, but you know, you had to turn up and I was like, <laughs> but, um, apart from that, it was, it was a great experience and I'm really glad that it went well because as you know, boiler rooms are not, Yeah, it, it's funny because we DJ every weekend, but the thought of actually someone filming it and playing it back is terrifying. It's, it's very stressful. Yeah. I think because you did one last year, because I remember when we, because we did it on the same weekend, didn't we? The stress of like doing that first ever one. Oh I was an anxious wreck. I wasn't sleeping. It was horrible. I was practicing it like to a T. Yeah. To a, like over practicing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I feel like that, that first one, did you feel like a bit more relaxed a year later? Yes. And, you know, you knew the score. I knew what was going to happen. But still, mm. when, you, when you walk in, especially because... I had done one at a festival, so this time being in a room where everyone was surrounding you, like it was packed, do you know what I mean? I was like, oh yeah, okay, right, yes, yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> people are about to watch me. But no, like I said, because there were so many loved ones, like you were there, like Frankie was there, Louise, mm. Hannah, like just really, really lovely energy in that room as well. And I think everyone was really receptive to what we were all playing um, yeah. and it was just really nice to be on a lineup solely comprised of women in mm. house music, mm. which is, even on Boiler Room, like I, I, I think I read a few comments. People were like, wow, you haven't done a show like this in a long time because a lot of them are more bassy now and mm. harder. It kind of, there isn't so many, not soft because we are, we still played really hard, but do you know what I mean? More soulfully yeah, stuff. Definitely. Like you know? you're, you're, selections and sets are very soulful and I try <laughs> yeah I know that's like really important to you and I, f I feel like over the years well like as we've like like known each other and developed I feel like you've like the last like couple of years you've really like found your sound mm. would you say oh 100% 100% I think I've just listened to myself a bit more mm. and trusted myself um I think I've also learned more about the music I play and I've had more space and freedom to dive into it as mm. well. And I've matured, I've grown up a bit too. So I think, you know, if I think about the music I listened to when I was 16 to now, it's very <laughs> different, you know. Um, but I do feel like in the past few years, I really have honed in on what makes me feel good. Yeah. Because that's all it's about. And what is that? What does make you feel good? I, I think I said this to you before, like soul-induced soul induced music and mm. it's hard to pinpoint like an exact part of of you know of music that I really like because I love so many genres and so many sounds so I always say soul induced because that can be your more driving mm. techno which I still feel like has soul to it and those deep like subs you know what I mean stuff that hits you in the chest yeah you know um but definitely it all kind of goes back to, like you mentioned in the beginning, like the Detroit, Chicago, New York yeah. sounds um, influenced by the black community, really. Yeah. yeah, and I know that's super important to you um, on your radio shows as well on Foundation FM, because um, you were doing every week on a Wednesday in the morning. I was, and now yeah. you've moved to monthly. Yes. Still on a Wednesday? On a Tuesday, Tuesday now. On a Tuesday. Okay. How's that going now? Going from every week to once a month. It's weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Like I do, I love it there. I really miss it. Like I miss going in every Wednesday. It was mm. kind of part of my like routine, you know, and I love the team there so much. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous humans who run that station and who look after me there and 
the breakfast show was a real it was three hours a week you know so it was a an amazing time to explore different genres and different sounds and to bring in artists who I highly respected and talk to them yeah. about their craft I mean from my list of just people I, I was when I was saying you've had you've had Shy One you've had Bradley Zero Eliza Rose yeah and and you really have been championing a lot of black electronic artists on your show. I just love them. Yeah. I think there's so many great ones. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's literally loads. It's amazing. <laughs> That's it, though. For me, it's just like people I really love and respect mm. and want to show props to and, and give love to. And that's the same with the music that I select for those shows, too. It's just about... Well, the point of radio is to share. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> to share music. And that's what... I started out doing when I was 16 mm. and what I will continue to do I feel like radio will always be in my life I don't know what capacity bloody hope so I, well, <laughs> I bloody hope so too <laughs> but you know it's it's a, it's a great space to have to do that so now I'm on a monthly um I definitely don't have as much time and space but mm. When I'm back, who knows what I'll be up to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bring the little one on. Exactly. You have a track of the week. <laughs> <laughs> what have we been listening to this week? I like that. Yeah, yeah. Peppa Pig, all right. <laughs> Run it back. <laughs> Wheel it up. <laughs> um, but no, I, I honestly, I love like everything you've done and like we've done a lot of work as well in terms of like representation of black artists and dance mm. music. Remember our Mobos article? Come on. Mix Mag, that was good. Was that 2020? Mm, or yeah. 2021? I think it was late 2020. Yeah. It was like November 2020. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, and I, I remember it so clearly because I think I, I think you did the same and I did the same. I put up a post like, why aren't we talking about black electronic artists? Yeah, the Music of Black Origin Awards. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> literally black origin, hello, dance music, pretty much every single genre within that. Mm. Black origins, you know, and it was confusing to us because it was just complete erasure of those people who started these genres and the people who are still continuing mm. to champion these genres. So we both were like, hey, let's let's do something about that. Yeah, we wrote an article for Mixmag and did a bit of work with the teams and our Beamer Collective, Nix and Hannah. And, and yeah, this, this, wait, last year. Yeah, November, yeah. Mobos. Dance music was back in, honeys. For the first time in 21 or 22 years. Something like that. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. That's history right there. And we were there, weren't we, watching Eliza Rose oh. performing Bota. Oh my God, I don't make me it, cry right now. It was <laughs> one of the happiest moments it was. of my entire... And then Sherelle <laughs> comes over. Oh. We're all just having an absolute hoot. It was joyous. Dancing around. It was joyous at that I, moment. I just loved... <laughs> you're looking back like... First black woman DJ yeah. to have a number one since Sonique in 2000, I think. Yeah. And then they performed together. And then Sonique came out. When Sonique came out, I lost... <laughs> can I swear? Yes. I lost my shit. <laughs> I lost my shit. It was incredible. <laughs> Sonique! <laughs> and then one third of Sweet Feel My Attitude decided to grace that's, us. That's too iconic. It was too much. It's too iconic, actually. Mm. Yeah, it was sickening. Um, but we we helped be a part of that and that makes me so happy because that's like, yeah, just being in this industry and I know you're exactly the same, you want to, well, I want to give back to those who deserve it mm. and who started it and I really feel like because of the erasure of 
black artists and pioneers within our industry, we have a responsibility to share their stories. Yeah, to con- educate. To educate others. Um, and I think others, other people should educate themselves too. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, because some people don't even realise no. where dance music came, came from. And this is why I'm black people and yeah. people in between. It's like, you know, with the MOBOs not having these this category like instated Mm. it's kind of saying to the black community oh that's not for you that's not for us exactly that's that's kind of what that felt like Mm. and then on the the flip side like if you go to like a more mainstream sense like uk festivals a lot of the lineups you know over the years have like have been historically overwhelmingly white whitewashed to the max and and so how people might never make the connection between like oh black people and black culture can be dance music or people don't know yeah Exactly. And that was part of, uh, I mean, I did a, a run of like t-shirts and, and, oh, and hoodies. Tell and us stuff. about the t-shirt. Obsessed. <laughs> I need, I, I mean, I keep on talking about them. I actually need to do them again. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I think I've got my tote bag with me. Where is it? I, I haven't got it with me. Um, but that was, that was where the name came from. So Keep Hush in 2020 did a scheme called Merch Service and they were asking artists to create their own mm. merch with uh with ideas on them and and maybe labels or quotes or whatever but I got asked to do one and in 2020 this was obviously a big conversation and we were looking around the disparity within dance music and the lack of representation which was huge and just uh yeah the lack of respect and care for black artists as well mm. um and i i had i had so many que- like conversations with people who uh why am black when i'll be playing the music that i play and they're like why are you playing that music mm-hmm. like that's not like for that's not for us or like for you to pl- be playing like people literally come up to me and said like why are you playing that do you know what i mean that's insane yeah it's insane i've been like techno's black i was like techno is Black music. It is black music. Literally where it House came from. Is black music. It's literally where it came from. Um, so that was the name of the little run I did called it Techno's Black and did some t-shirts and merch and then gave back um the profits to the universe. Oh, my brain's gone. This is my baby brain. Sorry. Right. <laughs> you can't remember, you don't have you don't have the Music Academy run by Wajid in Detroit. Underground. Oh. <laughs> Underground Music Academy. Look, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Oh, Underground Music Academy. Sweetheart. Things just go from my brain. Names, places, times. We've done very well. <sighs> We're here. We're still here. I'm still speaking. Still We're all good. Let me have some Fanta. Yeah, have a sip. Anyway, it goes the profits, some of the profits to them. Yeah. Good. I mean, I love these t-shirts as well. I literally always. My favourite long sleeve, actually. Oh, my... It's great quality. It is. It's really good. And the logo, the, cut, the orange and the black. I know. Yeah, you should definitely do more. I'm going to do more. I'm okay. going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the space. Watch this space. Everyone. But the conversation started from from that and me going, Techno is black. Like, it's black music. Okay, everyone? Like, just just recognise it. We We look at history in so many ways. Like, we always look to history to kind of help us progress with multiple different avenues. Like, I mean, and it's always whitewashed, but... Mm. There is this, I use the word erasure again, but there is such an erasure of black history in 
in like in our schools, in our education, in music, especially in the arts. Yeah. Um, and when you when you look back and all these things, black and brown people are so present and so so important to yes. these genres, especially techno and house music. Yeah. There is no denying that they were created by black people. Yeah. It's literally just facts, you know? So why can't we celebrate that? We're not saying you can't listen to it. <laughs> That's what gets me going. They're like, okay, but so you're saying I can't listen to the music anymore? No. No one said that. No, no one, one is that. saying that, honey. I'm just saying know the history. Know about it because these people don't get enough props. Mm. It's the same with like rock and roll, yeah. like blues, yeah. um, what other genres? Jungle, talking yeah. about dance music, yeah. but you know. Yeah, yeah. we had Fabio from Fabio and Groove Rider, the founders of Jungle, yeah. in this very studio with Nyx from Black Artist Database from Series 1. Big up Nyx. If you want to listen to that, big up Nyx. I mean, what Nyx is doing with Black Artist Database. Exactly. She's a good friend of ours. Incredible. She has, if you don't know, Black Artist Database, it's a whole platform that exists and you can literally just go on there and find... I don't know how many thousands of I can't I think it's like six and above yeah. thousand, but across the globe. Electronic black artists. Yeah. And that's when you know it's, people, a, it's a literally search function. It's exactly it's a database. Yeah. It is there for you to use for free. Mm. For free, people. Go straight to their band camp. Yeah. So that support. we need more people to be doing their job, mm. I think, when it comes to like festival lineups. And I think things are changing. I think things are progressing. But there still are a lot of conversations to be had, not just about black and brown artists at the forefront, behind the scenes too. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, we're, can, we can be the talent and we always tend to be the talent, you know. We need to be building equity and we need to be behind the scenes in the labels, in the agencies, in those high positions, um, not just white, mm -hmm. usually male mm -hmm. people, uh, yeah, in those positions and uh, kind of pulling the strings, mm. you know? Because, yeah, we, we are fantastic. We're super creative, but we also are business-minded and also deserve to have those spaces <laughs> I, babes I agree I mean this you know is I mean? literally why I do this podcast exactly like, because it's like if you look at the guests we have it's always just people who kind of speaking about their experiences that aren't like represented properly in the mainstream yeah. and like god there's so many incredible people who mm. I feel like it's also if you don't point out that the system is broken exactly. and like literally we're not like waving pitchforks and being like well <laughs> but do you know what I mean we're not like I'm close <laughs> the patriarchy. but but like you have to, you generally have to just like look around you and be like okay like where's the diversity yeah. where's who's around like it just just question yeah. and be like okay like what can we do differently how can we bring people on just it's not just being just genuinely like looking into it and not being afraid yeah. to question things and make a positive change because I think some people are afraid to have these conversations, mm. you know, like. I think they're only positive, hmm. you know, it's only a positive thing. I'm like, why would you not want to have people on your team that represent society mm. and can help you actually build a better structure, you know? I think you'd actually do better yeah. by having a more diverse represented 
table, you know? Yeah, and in terms of like evolution, right? Okay, so the world was yeah, literally... Yeah, talk to me in evolution, Jags. Okay. <laughs> so I'm actually, re- I'm actually reading Sapiens, which oh, is like... Oh, yes. That, but I think it came out like, I'm like 10 years too late on it's it. It's like this big. Yeah, it's oh, fascinating. I yeah, love but. anthropology. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but it's really interesting just like properly learning about the history of... of humanity like do you know humans have been around for like 2.5 million years but it's the last wow. 30,000 years is when we actually have developed from like hunter gatherers to like civilized society that's quite a short amount of p- time yeah. compared to how long we've been here yeah yeah interesting yeah it's, it's not so like even that has put it into perspective but the foundation of humanity which is like a white patriarchal society certainly you know in our in the west in our world well kind of everywhere you know, like the world has developed so much by the same type of person, like yeah. having dominance and creating, etc. So, of course, if you let different types of people with different like outlooks on life and experiences, you're going to get different and more interesting and varied exactly. possibilities. So why wouldn't you want to do that? Oppression. <laughs> <laughs> it's pressure. Oh, yeah. mm. no but it's so true and it's so mind-boggling like it, it's it's frustrating because it feels so simple to us but yet people want to gatekeep and and, and don't see the positives in that it's, it's just like an aspect of control and power which i think just by us having these conversations by people like next you know having black artist database and doing all the work that she does mm. and so many of our so many of our peers you know making a stand and being vocal I think it's only a matter of time until we really see a big, big shift. I think I think it kind of slowed down after 2020, to yeah. be honest with you. I think people were like, yeah, equality. Woo. Yeah, I'm so, oh, mm, yeah. Black you know, square, BLM. BLM, but mm. then didn't actually follow through with it or don't actually live that, yeah. you know. So I think there's still a long way to go in that respect. But I know so many of our friends and people who are actually building things you know, starting things now, which in 10, 15 years we're going to look at and they'll be at the stages that all of these big corporations are and we'll be like, oh, yeah, there we go. Mm. You know, I feel it. I feel change in the air and also like surrounding like myself with like minded people. And like, mm. I feel very lucky that I have a network of like yeah. of black and brown honeys who I can pull, call upon and be like, oh, this happened today. Or like, like just having people who get you yeah. and support you and open honest conversation about it too yeah. I, I feel like we are the again like the age and generation of like communication mm. you know and we feel like we can speak our truths without being completely shut down or it's not seen as like a weakness you know like we are all about talking about how we feel you yeah. know <laughs> maybe sometimes too much but no actually I think it's great I think it's great that we are able to do that and I think that's the way forward mm, I think so <laughs> And I guess like what springs to mind as well, like obviously what we're talking about is really important and like we're we're literally living it, you know, but it can be quite exhausting. Like yeah. I, <laughs> exactly. I go through periods of like, oh my God, yeah. I can't take this on my shoulders right now because this is it. Like I actually, my therapist told me about this thing called minority stress, mm. which is basically what it says on the tin is like, as a, like minority like a, I guess in our sense like a non-white cis het straight man like we are like literally the system is built kind of for that and like there's so you can be going through something and then there's like so many other layers because yeah. you're like oh I'm the only black person here or like I'm the only 
like queer person here or oh I'm a woman and it, like all these extra layers of, of stress and I I go through quite a lot of stress yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no it's true and I feel that sometimes like there's extra heaviness because of all these things yeah. like do you feel that it's overwhelming yeah and I think yeah just to kind of go back on that it's like yes we are vocal and we are working really hard to change these systems but we shouldn't have to be doing all the work mm. like it really shouldn't be our job like we are doing too much and that is really stressful and sometimes yeah you do have to take yourself away and go I actually can't be giving all of my energy to this because it's not actually my job to be doing that you know like I'm doing it because it needs to be done but I really shouldn't be the one having to educate you mm. you know I could maybe say maybe go educate yourself but why am I having to do all the work <laughs> you know that's yeah, really interesting though like I've never heard the term minority stress but it definitely rings true being in spaces that are entirely white I mean that's how I grew up mm. so I think I've probably internalized a lot of that minority stress definitely. And it, it manifests in different ways but yeah. yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. It is interesting. Um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read on that. Mm, means <laughs> I need to unpack that. Yeah, lots to unpack. <laughs> um, I feel like we're coming towards the end. Wow. I could. I could. I could keep going for years. For years. <laughs> for years. <laughs> or years. Um, I mean, I did want to ask about just because it's it's lovely, and I know like your your romance with Louise Chen. <laughs> She's a great Louise Hun. When did Louise Chen and I fall in love? It's a good story. It's a good question. Mm. <laughs> It was a warm summer's night. No, is she your baby daddy? Y- yes, Louise Chan. Yeah, sorry, Tom. Yeah, it's actually Louise. <laughs> no, don't hit. Nick, Nick's is actually my also my baby daddy. Okay. I've got quite a few actually. <laughs> but Louise Chen and I, it's again. It's just this is why I love my job and this industry so much. Is that connecting through music is like a different mm. level of love. Yeah, I think it's it's my love like. La- can you add that in love language, like music sharing? <gasps> should be. That should be a love language. It really should. Yeah, it's it's one of my love languages. And um, Louise Chen and I met at a Keep Hush. I think she just moved over from Paris. And we met really, really briefly. But I had been a fan of hers for quite a while, actually. And I, I think I messaged her and said, hey, I'd love to have you on my show. And she, she we, we, we it took a while for us to actually get her on but when she did come on oh the sparks were flying honey it was so good it was just so amazing and I love meeting people who really really understand like the music I love and like you really share Mm. that love for those sounds and we also share a love of food too so we were the kind of show was called tracks snacks and chats (laughs) that we did and we we snacked we chatted and we tracks did (laughs) There you go. <laughs> but no, she's a wonderful, wonderful human. And I just spent the weekend with her at Love International. Yeah, it looks so fun. It was. It was good vibes. It was really, really great. And again, going back to being pregnant, it was really, really special to be able to go there and, and still play and and enjoy myself at a festival whilst yeah. being quite prego. <laughs> I love it. It looks like such a fun festival. I really want to go. It's a really good one. I really want to. It's, it's a really amazing spot in Croatia. I don't know if you've been to that. Where to the garden. It? It's no. The garden in Tisno. Oh, it's Tisno. Yeah, it's Tisno. And they've got this little festival site, mm-hmm. which a lot of different UK festivals set up at. And they've just got it down to a T. Like, it feels really safe. Mm. It's by the water. They've got amazing stages, great sound systems. There's some boat parties you can do. It's fantastic. Like, 
I love it so much. It's in Croatia. Yeah, well, Love International next year. Exactly. Family trip. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm down. Um, all right. Well, we're coming towards the end. So I'll ask you, like, what's next? What's next? Jaguar, what is next? Next stop is my uh, latest drop, which is a uh, baby. Yes. Um, that'll be in October coming out to stores new (laughs) that'll be in October I'll be giving birth but I'm doing a really exciting project with Logic 1000 yeah tell us I know I don't know how much I'm allowed to speak on it but we're doing something around motherhood and parenthood as well and we're going to be speaking to lots of people on their perspectives and hopefully give some insightful information on what it means and what to do if you are a parent within our industry mm. and it's so nice to be able to share that with another person who I looked up to where before I had started this part of my life this chapter of my life and I'd seen her you know touring and making music and stuff like that and I was really inspired by her so to be doing it alongside her is really really special so I'm excited for that to come out yeah, okay well we'll keep an eye out thank you for that um i'm so excited for you i'm so happy thank for you. you i'm so happy we've done this me too you thank know? you so much for having me it's so nice to be able to like sit and talk like this because we always just chat shit we literally do, <laughs> what we do. um before you do go i want to ask you i ask everyone this mm. at the end of the podcast like this, this podcast is about utopia so like what is your utopia Ooh. it could be Who's there, or, or where physically it is, or or what what you think utopia should be? This could be related to your life, the wider world, music, anything. It can be as basic or as deep and philosophical as you want. So, okay, literally, it's a really good question. What is my version of utopia? Mm. I'm, I think I'm going to talk about a place and a feeling. Yeah, do it. So, my version of utopia is a little village okay. by the mountains. Oh, okay. And within that, we have a wonderfully represented group of people. And we have a community that's main loves and hobbies revolve around music (laughs) and food and joyfulness and dancing. And we all live there, respecting each other, living off the land, Mm. you know, and uh, it's all love, peace and harmony. That's what I could think of off the top of my head. That sounds fab. I can feel the fresh mountain air. Do you know what I mean? As you were saying that. Yes. I know. Fields of crops as far Mm. as the eye can see. Gorgeous sunrises. Exactly. You know, and Mm. the distant sound of bass lines. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Filling the air as the sun goes down. (laughs) I mean... Get me there now. That sounds amazing. Utopia. Yeah, it could be where you're gonna you're gonna move there with your new child. I want to start that place. Yeah, like it doesn't well, exist. You've got the yet. future of humanity literally <laughs> ready to go. We're starting with this one right here. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't exist yet. I want to find I want to find that. Mm. Like I love London so much because of all the those elements. But I would love it to be like in the countryside. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want all the people, <laughs> like all the diversity and all the people and the music and the mm. culture and the food, but like in a in the hills. Okay. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Hey Nat, thank you so much. Love you. Love and you. yeah. See you soon. Thanks so much for having me. Utopia Talks is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.